not going down just because of something some stupid adults are doing. Mobile suits. Monday, Monday. Camille's a man's name, and I'm a man! Uh, no carrots, please. Mobile suit? Roger that. Mobile suit. Mobile suit. Change. Although all enemies were defeated, Earth did not change one bit! The commander! <laughs> He's lost it! <laughs> every other day, every other day, every other day of the week is fine! You're a soldier here, aren't you? If you want to be more than just a grunt, you better learn to see the whole picture. Uh, yes, yes, sir. I'm the enemy, you idiot! Miss Matilda! Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fan Holes Mobile Suit Mondays. As you remember, last week we were talking about the first episode of Gundam Build Fighters, and we're just going right on down the train. Episode 2 has been released. It is titled The Crimson Comet, and we're going to look into it a little bit. If you remember from the last episode, Reiji and Sai have met. Reiji is kind of the Yu-Gi-Oh! of the series, coming in to help Sai win his decisive battle against Suzaki. And so at this point, Sai is pretty convinced that Reiji is the one who's going to pilot his Build Strike Gundam and help him win the Gundam World Tournament. So when he comes home at the end of the first episode, he is kind of shocked to find that Reiji's sitting there eating his food and is hanging out at his house. It looks like when we start the episode, Reiji kind of likes to sleep in. He's a late sleeper. And, you know, Sai's a little grumpy, it looks like. But, you know, his mom's kind of flattered that Reiji, you know, loves her cooking and likes eating her food and all that kind of good stuff. And so Sai goes off to school, and you kind of get a little flashback to what happened that night, which we were not privy to in the last episode of Sai proposing a partnership. Kind of like, hey, you know, you, we need to do this all the time. You need to always pilot my my build strike, and, and we should, you know, participate in the world tournament. And Reiji actually turns him down. He says, you know, hey, man, I, I paid you back for, you know, the soda and the bread. And, you know, and then, and then you know, Reiji kind of is, is going to sleep and in, in size bed. And Sai pretty much is like, well, you're sleeping in my home, and you're eating my food. And, you know, even Reiji's kind of like, well, I owe your mom for that, you know, but I, I, paid, I paid you back. So, you know, Sai's kind of grumpy when he's going to school in the morning, and he's messing around with, you know, he's like, oh, I really got <laughs> really to lay down and, and totally, you know, revamp this design of the build strike, you know, make it complete, you know, I really got to focus on that. And of course, he's doing that in the middle of class, so it's kind of funny because it looks like they're, the teacher is in the middle of, of giving this, you know, lecture. 
And then she basically calls him out because she knows he's not paying attention, which is kind of funny because he goes into this diatribe about what he needs to do <laughs> to fix his Gundam model in the middle of class. And then he realizes that he's talking to the entire class and isn't actually answering the teacher's question. And so then he quickly stands up and he's like, the answer is two thirds. <laughs> and then the teacher's kind of like, this is a literature class. <laughs> so Yeah, so he's totally called out on his bullshit. But, you know, hey, we've all been there. So so if anybody can't relate to Sai at that point, you know, I'm, I'd be kind of shocked. And then we're introduced to some more characters. You know, I guess, I guess we were kind of introduced to the girl last episode. Her name is, we find out her name now, it's it's Kosaka. And I think later somebody calls her China, so I don't know if that's like her first name or her last name or what. I didn't really pay attention on that. But she's a schoolmate of Sai's, and, you know, in the first episode she was kind of commenting on the the pearl, the, the wish pearl, I guess, that called, you know, Reiji into Sai's life and saying, oh, that looks very pretty and everything like that. And I was kind of thinking, oh, this must be like the de facto, you know, girlfriend type character or something for Sai. And so she, again, appears in this and, and you know, she's, she's kind of hanging out with Sai. But then all of a sudden, the, I guess, president and captain of the model building club walks in the room and apparently he's the bee's knees with all the schoolgirls. Like all the schoolgirls are swooning over him. Apparently he's he's rich and and attractive and handsome. So I guess all the girls love him, but he's there to talk to Sai. And it, it seems like he's a big fan of Sai's work and and he wants to talk to him, you know, about the model building club and stuff like that. In the meantime, while they go off to talk about, you know, Gumpla models Reiji finally, you know, he's he's likes his sleeping in. He finally meets up with Kosaka at the school, and and of course, you know, I guess illustrating his, I guess his foreigner ways. You know, he he kind of shows up and is not calling people by their, I guess, proper Japanese names. I guess, like, I guess, I guess maybe when you go to school, you have to call everybody. It'd be it'd be Mr. Praviti and Mr. Barber or something like that if you go to school, because that's what it sounded like. It sounded like you know somebody came to school and I was like, hey, I'm looking for Mike, and then the girls like, you mean Mr. Mr. Praviti? And I'd be like, yeah, Mike Praviti. That's what I'm looking for, Mike. You know, like just leave me to him. You know, and stuff <laughs> like that. And so, uh, you know, I guess, he, you know, he doesn't understand all the, the cultural things still. And then he runs into, I guess, the tallest fucking monstrous student I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I thought he was like a fucking teacher or like the gym coach or something. But it's uh, Monta Gonda, I guess, is the guy's name. And, you know, he's basically like, I'm, I'm the hall monitor and you're not a student here because you're not wearing a, you know, a, a school uniform. So get the hell out. And, you know, basically, Reggie's like, I'm here to see fucking Sai. Get the fuck away from me. And, you know, kicks his ass. And so eventually they see this from outside the window, you know, and Sai's kind of embarrassed or whatever. But it looks like basically the the president and captain of the model building club basically, you know, wants Sai to enter the tournament. And he's kind of looking, I guess, for, for somebody who is of his caliber to to duel with, maybe, because he's basically interested in the fact that he heard that the build strike won against Eddie Haskell in the last episode. So he's kind of like, oh, well, I heard you're badass. Like, well, let's, you know, let's make sure that you enter this tournament so I have some worthy 
competitors. And, you know, Sai kind of owns up to the fact that he's like, well, hey, look, I did build the build strike, but it wasn't me who won the fight against Suzaki. It was it was this kid, Reiji, you know, and so they're looking at the window at him, and he's like, hmm, you know, and, and you kind of get the idea that maybe they're trying to set up a rivalry with Yuki and, you know, Reiji or whatever. And so they basically set up this idea that, you know, even though Reiji is not a student at the school, Yuki basically sets it up where, well, we want to recruit him as part of the model building team, and in order to do that, he'll have to become a student, so let's set up this fake match. And so Ganda agrees to fight against Reiji in this Gunpla match. And then, of course, laugh my ass off, every time he shows up, Mr. Rawl shows up out of fucking nowhere like, it's a school, and they're already yelling at Reiji for not being a member of the school. I don't know if, like, Mr. Rawl is going to end up being, like, a school teacher or something that's on campus all the time. But I don't think he is because, you know, uh, Sai's girlfriend, China or whatever her name is, Kosaka, is kind of, like, looking at him. He's like, who the fuck are you? Like, because he just comes out of nowhere. He's like, Plavsky particles are, you know, basically the particle, you know, I guess it's supposed to be like that the Gunpla version of Manofsky particles or something like that. But he just basically shows up out of the blue and starts giving, like, all this exposition on the battle and, and, and you know, victory and everything can be decided in a moment and all this kind of good stuff. And then basically the sumo fights against the build strike. Gonda is using the sumo from Turn A Gundam. And then the, you kind of see they're in more of a, instead of, I guess, a forest environment like they were last episode, you know, it's, it's an ever-adapting environment. So they're in a cityscape, but it, it's kind of like a colony because there's this big explosion while they're in the middle of fighting, and there's a big hole in the colony, and, you know, it looks pretty hopeless, but Reiji dodges the gun blast and charges him before his second blast can recharge, and Reiji wins that tournament, but there's a, a round or two with uh, the build strike versus Yuki's amazing Zaku. So he is, I guess, the title character in this sense of the episode, because Mr. Rawl, of course, granting us all this essential exposition kind of explains that that's his Zaku custom and that, you know, he is one of the best you know, student fighters around, and his name is, you know, he's known to all the other students as the Crimson Comet. Yuki kind of takes the build strike by surprise and ends up winning a battle. And then, of course, my, my favorite line on the whole thing was Reiji kind of saying, look, I, I can't believe I lost in this battle of toys. You know, so he was all kind of pissed off that he lost. And so this kind of is a motivator now, whereas before Reiji was like, no, I don't want to participate in the in the world tournament. Now he's he's very motivated. He's very passionate. Like, we're going to correct this. Like, we're going to kick this guy's ass in the tournament and, you know, totally, you know, make your build strike the, the best suit in the tournament. And then something weird happens, which may or may not establish the whole fight club craziness that I was talking about last episode. But in the middle of their conversation, you know, Sai, of course, is glad that Reiji has agreed to pilot his, his build strike. Reiji glows red, and then he's like, all right, I got to go now, time's up. And Sai's kind of like, what? And he sort of 
dissipates and disappears, beams out like Star Trek or something. And Sai's like, bah! So that's basically the episode. In a nutshell, that's the synopsis. But what, what did you guys think? Like, what, you know, was it what you expected this episode? Yeah, I was like, yeah, uh, I was like standard. Like, I, I figured like the second episode would introduce probably like his rival, maybe. So, like, I was kind of like, okay, yeah, well, it's this this kid who seems pretty cool, and then, you know, he kind of like changes his hair around when he like starts fighting, and he starts like you know getting all hot blooded and all that, and obviously he's like a char homage because he's yeah, got the yeah. red zaku and he gets called like the crimson comet and stuff and all young girls are all into him and stuff but, yeah, yeah he's a shark yep but yeah you know it was it was a uh, pretty standard and ragey like gets motivated to like you know because i'm sure i'm sure sometime later in the series there'll be another like part where like the two of them aren't getting along or something and they have to like reconcile but this was like the first like tiny one where they have to like decide to like work together and pretty 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 standard i guess what about you justin i thought it was pretty solid like i think i enjoyed the comedic aspects more than like the battles like the whole he's spacing out and he's like the answer is two-thirds like that cracked me up and then the reoccurring joke of like the guy he fights in the sumo he's like they keep calling him a gorilla and he's like i'm not a gorilla Like, but it's like he totally he totally looks like a girl yeah. every time he says that. Yeah. Like, well, is he fighting the this one guy? They're like the, the girls are like, oh no, he's fighting this gorilla. And like, he's like, no, I'm not a gorilla. <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty solid uh, episode. And like you said, like again, hilarious that like Mr. Rawl just kind of shows up out of nowhere and like lays yeah. lay some knowledge on our asses. That one girl's like, who is this guy? Where did he come from? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's like if she had just said it once, I kind of would have let it slide. But she says it like two or three times while he's giving the exposition. Like, who, who are you? Like, and it just kind of cracked me up. Like, it's like he just pops up out of nowhere, you know. So it's like he's not a school teacher. He's not really supposed to be there, but he is there. You know, like, it's just kind of funny. And so. also, like, like again, like I said it last episode, but like how seriously he like like describes everything, like. Oh yeah, he's, kinda, he's totally he's totally in the zone. He's yeah. kind of like you know the Plasky particles are like you know discovered some years ago. You know they allow Gundam like life to be breathed into these like plastic Gundam models, and you know and I, yeah, basically explaining the quote unquote science behind <laughs> the virtual reality of the Gunpla battles. Um, now, if they could, I don't buy could, the science of these <laughs> fighting models. Yeah, yeah. So basically, you, you, if you got any questions, ask Mister Rawl because he's he's the exposition expert. He'll he'll answer all your questions. Oh, I I was joking to Derek earlier that like this kind of, this whole setup kind of like it reminds like I can't help but think of like Yu Gi Oh abridged and stuff where it's like you know like Kaiba it makes like that big like holographic display of like the monster battles and he's like yes <laughs> yugi i've spent millions you know trying to like enhance this simple children's cards game <laughs> it's just like yeah like that technology and you're like well they do they do even mention like in the like there's there's exposition that doesn't come from mr rawl but when all the little swooning fangirls i guess are in the the gun club battle center and they're kind of like 
why they're like, why do we have one of these, you know, virtual fighting machines on campus? Like, aren't they like super expensive? And then, you know, one of the other kids is like, but dude, like, you know, Yuki's dad is like a millionaire. And since he's the captain of the, the model team, like he had one of these built at the school, you know? So it seems like, you know, not only does he have a lot of influence just based on the fact that he's an attractive guy and all the girls love him and that he's president at the school and, and captain of this this model team, but his dad is clearly financially contributing to, to the school's well-being. So he probably has even another layer of influence and authority just based on his dad's financial contributions to the school. So. <laughs> Screw the rules. I have money. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Something we got with this episode was uh, we got an opening and you know closing sequence. And the ending sequence it has like something I never got about Gundam fandom, I guess. It's like there's all these like images of the main characters in like their Gundam suits. And like I see a lot of artwork like that, like if on image searches and stuff. Like I, I never got that. Like well, why did you have like – why do you have like you know Char dressed up like his – Red Zaku, like I don't. I suppose yeah, like, that, I don't, is, that I don't is kind of that. that. That is kind of odd. It looks like like really funny, goofy, like cosplay or something. Like where it's like yeah. you know you're like I'm R two D two, but like you just got a bucket on your head that looks like R two D two, but then you can <laughs> see your face, and then you know you can see your your arms like they're coming out of a trash can or something. Like it's just. It's not quite R2-D2, and it's not quite you, you know? It's like this weird amalgamation of the two, and it's kind of, I don't know, I, I, especially when you only see a little bit of the person, like just their face or some flesh, you know? It's like, it looks very odd. I agree. I, I'm, I'm definitely curious to find out what the deal with Reiji is. I mean, there definitely is that mysterious Wolverine element to Reiji where you're like, where is he beaming off to? How does he come to size aid with the little pearl and what the whole deal is with him? Like, is he a fight club imagination hallucination? Is he a foreigner because he's like an alien? Like, he's Mork from Mork and Mindy and he just beams down whenever Sai needs help? Like, you know, those are those are the things that I've, you know, kind of contemplated and I'm speculating about. But My personal you know, I'm, theory I'm, is... He's the giant flower from Double O movie, but he's gained sentience <laughs> somehow, and like, he wants to explore the planet. Like, like Reiji is is the flower yeah. in human form. Awesome, awesome. I like that. I think yeah. we should make that canon. The Double O movie did open up the floodgates for aliens to be in Gundam. So yeah, you yeah. Know. He's like Mork, but Mork the alien Gundam flower. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, you know, I, obviously we're watching this as it comes out, episode by episode, and, and, and so we'll find out more about the mystery of Reiji as the series continues. I I always look forward to seeing Mr. Rawl, and I guess with the opening credits that we see, you know, obviously the, the little girl friend, China or whatever, like she's going to be a reoccurring character, Mr. Rawl, size mom, so there's, there, you know, it seems like there's a lot of different characters. And of course, you know, me, because I have an eagle eye for this thing, did you notice the little hottie girl with the pink hair and the, like wearing like Felicia's outfit or nothing, basically? Like, <laughs> oh, I was the like, ending? I was, yeah. I was on the end credits, I was like, hey, wait, who's that? <laughs> yeah. Well, who are you, baby? So yeah, I was. Uh, so I look forward to seeing her whenever she shows up, whatever Gundam 
she happens to pilot, I'd be like distracted the whole time. I'd be like, yeah, you can kick my ass, baby, anytime. <laughs> the, so. the things that caught my eye, like aside from like the cosplay Gundam stuff, was like there's some kind of like odd wing repaint, but like all of its wings are off to one side, and then there's like a, a mobile suit that looks kind of like Gundam X, but not. I guess it's some kind of variant, but. Yeah, it yeah. seems like a lot of these are, are homages to, you know, some of the main guess, existing mobile suits. It, it seems like they're trying to, like, push the, you know, you can, like, customize your own, like, model, like, from existing right. stuff. Yeah, right. So, yeah, it's yeah. like there was, yeah, the the wing, the X, and then there was, like, one of the others was, like, the ashtray with the katanas and stuff. And then, yeah, his girlfriend appears to have an Ack guy that's a teddy bear. So. Yeah, that was that was a little weird. <laughs> yeah, kind of reminded me that the teddy bear kind of looked like what's his face Sakura, <laughs> like that that dude. And um, also, Mister yeah. Mister Rawl does appear to have a goof. So like, it, it, yeah. she, like she shows up in the uh, opening. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Also, I, I also wanted to point out that like at the in the end of the opening credits, like when they do the final like you know catch pose or whatever. There's also like behind the build strike. There's a a variant of like the Gundam Mark II from Zeta. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm wondering like either like is Say gonna like learn how to fight and, like, team up with, like, Reiji and the build strike. Or maybe since, like, you know, his father had, like, the RX-78, like, he'll come back and he has, like, the Gundam Mark II now, like, as an upgrade or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, but. Well, it'd be interesting because maybe, maybe Mr. Rawl and, and Seiji's dad are still reigning champions somewhere or something. Or, you know, maybe at some point they'll they'll compete as well. Like, I don't know how that works if it's just you know, kids that compete in the tournaments or if you, you know, is since, since it's been what, like, sounds like it's been five years since his father competed. So I don't know how old his father is now, but I would assume he's, you know, at least in his late twenties, if not thirties. So I, I would think anybody could compete in that tournament. You know, I guess we'll, we'll find out as it continues. I guess if there's not anything else on this second episode, we will conclude for the evening. We hope that you've enjoyed listening to our speculations and thoughts on Gundam Build Fighters Episode 2. If you have any questions or comments or suggestions, you can send them to fanholespodcast at gmail.com. But until the next time on Mobile Suit Mondays, this is going to be Derek, Derek WC, signing off. It's Mike Thunderwing. Justin Grimlock. Who's who? I can't believe I lost in this battle of toys. <laughs>